I'm really glad you guys decided to come back and listen to part two. So let's go ahead and continue with this episode. And, you know, she finally decided to go ahead and work with me. And I gave her the work that she was expecting, that she was looking for. And everybody was happy. But, you know, she came to she came to understand, came to her senses, knowing that, you know, you get what you pay for. And the fact that, yeah, I was willing to negotiate with her a little bit, but I also stuck to my guns enough to know I'm not going to chart start off my bid my rate at five hundred dollars and then all of a sudden drop to four drop to three drop to two just to get her as a client because i know at some point that two hundred dollar photographer is not going to be as good as me as a five hundred dollar photographer and that's not necessarily ego that's experience you know i've been doing this for a long time so i know that i can deliver quality product and my quality product comes with a price tag it comes with a specific premium cost if i'm going to give you top notch industry standard professional photography then i'm going to charge accordingly a charge what the industry charges for my level of photography and you you have to be willing you got to be somewhat flexible but at the same time you have to know your worth you know but you can't let ego dictate your pricing you you have to find that that sweet spot. You have to find that sweet spot and know when to negotiate and when not to. You can't you can't lower your prices just for the sake of landing a customer because you will absolutely price yourself out the game by that because people will lose respect for your work. They'll lose respect for you as an artist because you don't have enough respect for your work. You don't have enough uh res- um conviction to stand behind your work and if somebody, you know, you, you come up with a, uh, you start off with your pricing and then they come behind saying, well, somebody said they'll do it for less. You can't just immediately jump for less. You know, I mean, why would you respect that? Would you respect that? Uh, you know, you see things like, for example, let's say you see, uh, sales commercials on TV, right? And they'll say, Oh, um, this TV right here was normally $1,800, but we marked it down. You come to the store and get it right now for 400 bucks. Are you going to believe that? I mean, for real, you know what I'm saying? Are you really going to believe that like a $1,800 TV and you're selling it for 400 bucks? First thing you're going to think is either, yeah, right. That's a scam. And they're just trying to get me in the door and then they're going to raise the price once I'm there. Or you're going to think there's something wrong with that TV, right? So same thing with your work. You know, you're a photographer. Yeah, my opening price is a thousand dollars. But if you come to my studio right now, I'll do the photo shoot for 200. Who knocks off $800? Who knocks off 80% of anything? That's not good sales. That's not a good sales strategy. I'm not going to believe that. And I'm going to immediately think it's a scam or you don't have any confidence in your product and you're just trying to make a quick buck off me. That's not a good sales strategy either. That's not a good pricing strategy. You know, so what you have to do is you have to know what your work is worth. You know, I have a set minimum. Uh, that I'll work for no matter what, you know, I won't turn my camera on for, you know, X, Y, Z amount of dollars, period. And sometimes I lose the sale because of that, but that just turns out to not be my client. That's just not my client because my client understands, uh, the quality of the work that I deliver my good customer service, you know, talked about that customer service is everything. Customer service is life. You know, so if I know I give a quality premium product 
and I have good quality customer service, I absolutely know where my pricing should be and that I'm not going to bend that much. Yeah, nothing set in stone. It's all negotiable. Our prices are arbitrary. You know, we we base our pricing on our skill level, our cost to operate. You know, if it's a bulk project or if it's a one-time project, it's a lot of uh, contributing factors to where we land with our pricing. But we we do, or at least we should, have a starting point to know where we're going to start, how how much lower we're willing to bend and f- go, you know, be flexible with our pricing and our cutoff point. You can't come into the game just looking to accept anything just to make a buck because it's absolutely not going to work. You can't do that. I mean, think about it like when you're when you're coming up with your your pricing structure and how much you're willing to negotiate Take first of all, take your purse, take your personal feelings out of it because it's going to be a lot of back and forth and people might not necessarily respect your work according to the likes you may be getting on social media. But it's not about that. At the end of the day, it's about the sales that you make in order to sustain your way of living. Right. So you got to take your ego out of that because you're going to get told no a lot of times. You're going to get told no a lot of times. But that time when you get told yes makes up for all the times that you're being told no. At least that how that's how it feels for me. You know, I get told I get told no a lot, and I'm going to talk about that in a later episode to come. How to deal with being told no? But I get told no a lot, a whole lot. But when I get told yes, I forget about all those no's I was told pr- uh, previously. You know, prior to me getting that yes. So anyway, let me go ahead and end this. I actually. I'm whittling this down to around the 20, 20 to 30 minute mark. I've actually figured out a way to do it. Just basically not talk you guys ear off so much, right? So, um, let me go ahead and finalize this episode. Let me close out this episode with a tip for you guys, um, to take with you. Hopefully you'll take notes with or, you know, bookmark this episode to listen again. But here's a tip for you when it comes to how to not price yourself out the game. And this tip will lead into a future episode um, about pricing and how to market yourself and so on and so forth. I mean, every episode will lead into another, of course. But this tip, here's the tip, this tip right here, what you don't want to do when it comes to your pricing. One of the most difficult things to do is come into the game starting off extremely high or extremely low with your pricing and then changing dramatically as you get better or as time goes by. So what I mean by that is just say, for example, you're new to the game as a photographer, clothing designer, songwriter, artist, painter, or whatever. Your first mindset is, you know, I want to land clients. I want to do whatever I can do to gain some clients, get some word of mouth out there, advertise my business, so on and so forth, right? So what do you do? You come out and you start advertising your product online on social media and you start to get some attention. People start asking about your pricing because you're kind of new and you don't know and you're kind of afraid to set your price and stick to your guns with your pricing. You offer your product at a low introductory rate, right? But the problem with that low introductory rate is let's just say, let's just say you're a t-shirt designer, right? You make some t-shirts, your overhead is not that much, but 
first of all, it's nobody's business what your overhead is. That is for you and your manufacturer and the government to know when you're paying your taxes, right? But you come into the game brand new, not necessarily knowing how to uh, structure your pricing. So you think about your low, your, your low overhead, your operating costs and all that, and you have an introductory rate. So you start off and say, uh, t- five t-shirts for $10, you know, something crazy like that. Right. And you're like, okay. You know, you start selling them and you start doing a bunch of sales and you start making more sales and people are starting to, you know, your, your shirts are starting to gain traction. People are starting to talk about your shirts. Everybody wants your shirts, especially for that price that you are offering it. Right. Big mistake. You see the mistake that's starting to come. Right. So now you're sitting there killing yourself for uh giving up five t-shirts for 10 bucks or you know whatever the price is some crazy low price and you're sitting there giving away way more t-shirts than you're earning money but you wanted to do that just to land your clientele so now you got a whole bunch of clients but all these clients expect that five for ten price but now you're thinking ego hey i get a whole bunch of likes on social media now people are liking my stuff you know, it's time to raise my prices. So now you go from five t-shirts for 10 bucks to five t-shirts for 40 bucks or 50 bucks. When those clients come back or that word of mouth spreads that you were giving up those t-shirts for 10 bucks, five for 10. And then people come to your website to find you. And it's now it's five for 40. They're like, wait a minute, what happened to the $10 price? Oh, you know, well, you know, uh, operating costs and so on and so forth. And I had to increase my prices for whatever reason under the sun. The client doesn't care about whatever your reason is to raise your price. So now you're stuck with that group of people who only want to pay $10 for five t-shirts. It is nearly impossible to go up when you start super, super, super low to go up to a price where you should have been when you started in the first place or you know, it'd be better off if you were doing, you know, uh, five t-shirts for 30 bucks and then you went to, from 30 to 40 bucks, but you can't go from, for five t-shirts for 10 bucks to five t-shirts for 40 bucks. Now that's too much of a jump. And same thing, like I was saying about negotiating, you can't start off like, uh, five t-shirts for a hundred bucks and then nobody wants to buy it. And now you're doing five t-shirts for 50 bucks. People are going to see that. They're going to see the advertisements you did beforehand where you were looking for a hundred bucks. And then all of a sudden the exact same product, exact same quality is now five for 50 bucks when you wanted a hundred bucks at first. So in my mind, that's telling me it was never worth a hundred bucks. You were just trying to come up. And now you don't have faith in your product anymore because you're not making sales. So now you're trying to give it away for 50 bucks. So the harsh businessman negotiator in me is going to say, I won't give you 50, but I'll give you 25. So now you went from a hundred bucks to 50 because you weren't making any money. And now nobody respects you because of your terrible negotiating skills. So you went from a hundred to 50 and now 50 to barely getting 25 bucks. You know, or like I say, you start off as a rookie and you start doing these introductory prices and you're just shooting yourself in the foot with that because you're starting off too low. So you have to, you have to take baby steps, I guess. I guess that's the best way to do it. You know, take baby steps, but you have to start at a point that's realistic. Don't let, um, social media dictate your pricing, you know, because that can cause you to price yourself out the game because it, it'll, it boosts your ego. You can't help it. You post some pictures of something that you created and the world loves it. 
you can't help but feel that in your ego and, and feel that you should charge XYZ for the product. But you have to look at the numbers at the end of the day, not the pricing numbers, but the, the, the overall sales that you've made. You know, did you make one T-shirt sale and that's it, but people still love it? Or did you make 50 T-shirt sales? You know, you have to price according to that and figure out your structure on pricing to where you walk away with a profit. At the end of the day, it's all about profit. Regardless, you know, some people think because we do what we love is not work and we should do it for free or should do it for cheap. At the end of the day, every single thing that everybody does is about money. We need money to live. We need money to sustain our way of living, pay our bills, keep a roof over our head, keep the lights on and food in our belly. Right. So, um, yeah, you have to find that you have to find that sweet spot and, and find that pricing structure to where you're able to keep a profit and not just work for the sake of working. And then you break even every single month, you know, your operating cost is a thousand dollars and you profit a thousand dollars. So once you pay for your operating costs from that thousand dollars, you just brought in, you're back to zero and you're pretty much on a run. You're running on a treadmill or you're running in circles, chasing your tail. You know, that's not the goal. The goal is to make money. The goal is to make it, you know, and actually be able to have a living, sustain a living without having to punch a nine to five clock. So hopefully I was able to give you some good information with that. Hopefully it's something for you to retain and think about that as you start making your way towards becoming that self-employed freelancer, that entrepreneur. Hopefully I helped you in regards to pricing structure. If you were thinking about that, how to come into the game with your pricing. 